Jesus' name. And everyone said, promises will manifest. We taught, I taught you a few weeks ago, the Word of God says in the book of Corinthians that the, the promises of God are yes and amen. In other words, regardless of what season you're in, the last thing you, want, you, you don't want to do is lose that yes in your spirit. And then it says the promises of God are yes and amen. In other words, when you say amen, that means I'm, you're coming in agreement with everything that God has in store for you and for myself so again, the word, and then the word promise means I, I vow, I pledge, and I swear. And I love this because Numbers 23 and 19 says that God, he's, he said, God is a man that he will not lie, nor the son of man will he repent. Matter of fact, put that up briefly real quick. Look at this, Numbers 23 and, and 19. It says, for God is not a man that he should lie nor a son of man would he repent. Repent means that he can't even change his mind, nor can he change his heart concerning you and I. Then it says, he, has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Look at your neighbor and say, he will make it good. Uh-huh, he will make it good. Why? Because he can't lie. Lying is not even on God's radar. He always delivers. Can I get a witness up in here at the 930 service? Some of us have been between a rock and a hard place, and then here come God, always delivering. Amen. How many of you know he's an on-time God? How many of you believe that on this morning? Somebody scream, he's always on time. He's, he's always on time. Because he's alpha, he's omega, he's the beginning, he's the end. He can't lie. He literally, when he's made a vow, that seals it. If he's made a pledge to us, and when he said, I swear I'm going to do it, he's saying, literally, I swear to God, since I can't swear by nobody else, because I'm God all by myself, I swear to God. He's saying, I swear to God, I'm going to bless you. Can I get a witness up in here? <laughs> so let's get into this today. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about the promises of God. Promises will manifest on certain conditions, I, I believe God's love is unconditional. In other words, God loves us regardless of where we are and our walk with him, amen? Just like your children, sometimes they let us down and disappoint us, but we never stop loving them. Can I get a witness up in here? We might not like them, can I get... <laughs> but you never, I've never met a person in my life that stopped loving their child. Can I get a witness up in here? I, I mean... That would be a first. Amen. We love them. You might not like them and what they might be doing currently, but that doesn't take away from you loving them. Amen. So look at this real quick. Uh, number one, promises will manifest. Number one, release your seed with expectation. When you're giving here at the church, when you give, give with expectation. Somebody say expectation. That, when you, when that word expectation means when you're giving, you're not only giving with confidence, but you're giving trusting God. Go to Ecclesiastes 11 and, and, and 1 real quick. Ecclesiastes 11 and 1. Look what it says in the word of God. It says, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. How many of you believe that on today, that when you, when you cast your bread, and in other words, when you sow seed, when you release that seed with expectation, when you release it with confidence, and when you release it trusting God, that it's going to come back to you in many days, amen? 
Matter of fact, look at what my book, of course, I just wrote a book, and look what I say on this page. It says, uh, 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 it says, it takes faith to give your substance away. Those of us that had our envelopes up, it took faith. Because in my logic and in your logic, we like, I could, this could be my car payment. This could be a, a night out. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Am I keeping it? Don't our logic will try to play, play mind games with us. Amen? But we know that there's a certain part of our income that we have to set aside for God. And it's 10%. I love it that all he's asking for is a dime off of every dollar. He's not asking for half of our income. He said, just give me a dime off of every dollar. So, so, so the writer of Ecclesiastes, of course, is Solomon. And that's why Solomon's blessed and the most blessed and wise man to ever walked the earth because he was a sower. So he says, listen, cast your bread upon the waters and then go back to what I say in the book. So it says it takes faith to give your substance away. It, it can be a, a challenging thing to send off your provision not knowing where it could end up. Or our, the enemy, be, our flesh is a trip. Can, can I get a witness? Because see, a lot of times intellectually people be trying to figure God out. You can't do that. You just have to trust his word. You got to trust the book. The book says in Luke 6, 38, give and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall man give unto your bosom? That's King James Version. Amen. There it is right there, giving. It's going to be given, measured, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Somebody say running over. Uh, will he put into your bosom? Put that up in the King James Version real quick. Put that up in the King James Version. Uh, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men, shall men give unto your bosom. God will, uh, because you've been giving, because you've been releasing seed in the ground, God will cause man to go out of their way to be a blessing to you. Anybody ever been in a season in your life where it just seemed like God was strategically putting people in your life, amen, and was causing them to sow into you? I'm telling you, people of God, when you work his word, it works. So, 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 so look at this. So go back to what I said in the book. So I said, so it can, so it takes faith to give the substance away. It can be challenging uh, thing to send off your provision, not knowing where it could end up. But God is the Lord of everything. Anybody believe that on today? That God is, he is the Lord of everything. Then it says he controls the ebb and the flow of life. He will make sure that what you give to him will return. Maybe not immediately, but exactly when you need it. Can I get a witness at the 9th or He always comes exactly when you need it. Uh-huh. Then it says, his prosperity will cause your substance to return after a while. It's going to come back to you. You just got to have faith. If you give in faith, and you're giving with expectation, and, and you're, you're, you're giving, saying, Lord, I thank you that it's already done. Somebody say, it's already done. What's done? Whatever you've been believing God to do, if you begin to say it, you'll eventually begin to see it. How many of you believe that on this morning? Amen? But you've got to put it in the atmosphere because Proverbs 18 and 21 says death and life is in the power of the tongue. Don't you ever give an offer without saying, under your breath saying, Lord, I thank you.
that you about to, I don't, I, when I give, I give with, a, with confidence and, and trust that God's going to multiply it. That's how we have to give people. And then we will eventually begin to experience the promises of God like never before. Look at this other scripture, Genesis 26 and, and, and 12. Genesis 26 and 12. I, I love this scripture. Look at this real quick. It says, then Isaac, he sold in the land and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Why? Because he sold. Uh-huh. Then, 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 then it says, uh, the man began to prosper. But you know what? Let's go to verse 11. Look at this. I didn't even do this at 8 o'clock. Let's go to verse. It says, so Amalek charged all his people saying, he who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. So he had favor on his life. Then it goes on to, look at this. Then it says, then Isaac sold in that land. And you got to remember, they were in a famine during this time. They were in the middle of a famine. Then it says, and then it says, he, he sold in that land and he reaped in that same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. Next verse. Then it says, and the man began to prosper, and he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. And then you got people in the church that don't believe in prosperity. You can go old, you can go new. I've had arguments with senior pastors that told me that they don't teach on prosperity because they don't believe in it. I'm like, how in the world? How are you leading the people that don't believe in prosperity? When the Bible says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health as your soul prosper. Prosperity, all prosperity means is to be whole and complete. God wants us to be whole and complete in our emotions. He wants us to be whole and complete in our health. He wants us to be whole and complete when it even comes to our pockets. Because the difference between a rich man and the poor man is the rich man got options. And I believe at the end of the day, if we're God's offspring, if we really were fearfully and wonderfully made and created in his image and his likeness, and if we're really seeds of Abraham, my God in heaven, amen, God wants to show himself off through his children. How many of you received that on this morning? That he wants to show himself off. The more blessed you are, the more people will pay attention. They'll be like, how you do, how do you do that? And you're going to be like, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, I, I've been casting seed for years, and I've been casting, I've been releasing seed with expectation, and God then came through. Go, go, go back to verse 13 again. Look at this, verse 13. He began to prosper. It all started with a seed. And he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Uh-huh. It's just like I was out preaching this week. I had to preach at a couple of places. And one of the places where I preached, I went to the pastor's house. And when we pulled up, the gates came open. And they said, well, we got somebody going to get your bags. They're going to take you to the guest room. And you know, we, we have butlers ready for you. And I'm like, oh, well, bless the Lord. I'm like, hallelujah. Uh, put, put the scripture back up. See, he, he's very prosperous. See, we prospering. Which is cool, praise the Lord. There's different levels. So we're, we're prospering. But it says, and he continued prospering. 
and he became very prosperous. Bishop Jakes wrote a book years ago called Can You Stand to Be Blessed? I believe you gave me a good book. I've read it two, three. If you get a chance, forget it. It will bless your life. There are some people, I believe that God is raising up right here at Kingdom in the Valley. You're going to be in a position. I believe you are already in a position where you can stand to be blessed. That the blessings of God, that when they begin to manifest in your life, they won't crush you because you have the capacity to handle your favor. Look at your neighbor and say, you can handle it. You can handle it. So when it comes, don't let it scare you. Don't let it freak you out. Come on, somebody. You just be like, Lord, thank you. You just took me to a place where I'm just very prosperous. Look, look what I said in my book about this scripture, because this is basically what I do with these 52 prosperity promises. I have the 52 scriptures, and I expound on what, I, what the Holy Spirit gives me about the scripture. It wasn't until Isaac sold or planted uh, what he had in the ground uh, that God was able to multiply his seed uh, as Modern-day believers, we, we also have the responsibility to sow what we have into the kingdom of God. Once you release your seed, God then has the responsibility to cause that seed to multiply. How many of you know God has a responsibility? The ball is in his court. Once you've done your part, once you've put that seed into motion, then it's up to God. He's responsible. To make sure that it's multiplied. So it says uh, God then has a responsibility to cause that seed to multiply and will continue multiplying it based upon what you release. It's all predicated upon what you release. How many of you know a seed can meet any need? Uh-huh. Where's my man at? Throw your hands up, man. Where's my man? My, we are seed carriers. We got that other seed. Oh, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Now, now, I had the men raise their hand. Now, I want the fathers to raise their hand. Amen. Because we're the seed carriers. We have the ability to release seed. And when we release that seed, we have an expectation that what we released in that incubator That woe man, the man that's a woman, when we've released, we have an expectation. We, we have a confidence and a trust that when we get up, something just took place. And that we're going to see multiplication come from what's been released. So if we can believe, believe along the fleshly, how much more should we be able to shift into the spirit? Amen. Because y'all know I had five kids in six years, 11 months, in 16 days. Amen. So I say all that to say, I know a little bit, a thing or two about releasing. Y'all ain't ready. I'm an authority. Matter of fact, next week I'll be a father for 25 years. So I know a little thing or two about parenting and consulting. Y'all know that's an inside joke over here at Kingdom. You, your kids hit 18, you ain't a parent no more. You're a consultant. But y'all know you never stop parenting, amen. But I say all that to say, I'm trying to break it even down to you in the flesh how we even all got here with some multiplication going on. You didn't come from Mars. Come on, somebody. You came from a man. Come. 
You came from God because you were already in heaven. Amen. And then he released you into your father and then to your mother. And then bam, multiplication takes place. And then here, here are you and I. Here because of a seed. But it had to be released with some confidence. With some trust. Amen. And I'm saying all that to say how much more in the spirit when we learn how to release. How then God is responsible to make sure that that comes back to you good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Let's not make this thing harder than what it really is. It's very elementary how it works. So, so number one, in order for you and I to begin to see the promises of God manifest in our life, release your seed with expectation. Don't just sow here at kingdom, but do it with expectation. Don't be afraid to attach a request to your seed. Because Philippians 4, 6 says, let your requests be made known unto God. Second point is this. In order for not only you and I to experience the promises of God, we have to release your, your seed with expectation. Number two is that you got to remain obedient. Go to Isaiah 1, 19. Because sometimes obedience is a struggle for certain people. It was for me for years. I heard God at 19, but I was like, uh-uh. Why? Because I didn't want to be obedient. Because obedience is work. Obedience is discipline. Obedience is commitment. Obedience just does not happen overnight. Can I get a witness up in here? Our flesh be kicking and screaming to do other things. Can I get a witness at the 930 service? You're like, I don't want to be obedient. I want to do me. Anybody been in that season? Mm-hmm. So it takes work to be obedient. So he said, listen, but I'm going to reward you based on your obedience. So if, if, somebody say if. Uh-huh, see, there's a whole bunch of ifs and buts in this Bible. So he said, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I believe that it's the will of God for you and me to eat the good of the land. I'm going to come right back to this scripture. Go to Psalm 103 and 1 real quick. Psalm 103. It, it says, uh, 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 bless the Lord, O my soul, uh, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Next verse, uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Somebody say benefits. Uh, how many of y'all got benefits? Raise your hand. You work and you have benefits, and you even had to be with the company for a certain amount of time in order for your benefits to even kick in because they wanted to make sure you wasn't flaky. They wanted to make sure that you were an asset and not a liability. Because the minute that they realize that you are a liability, that you didn't lie about your ability, they will give you what I call the left foot of fellowship. And they will say, thank you very much. Here's your last check. Deuces. Amen? <laughs> so, so in order to even tap into the benefits, there are certain expectations that they have of you. And that's how our Heavenly Father works. There are certain expectations that he has in order for us to go to different dimensions and different places, spiritual levels in him. There are certain things that we have to do. Amen. That's why we don't ever as Christians want to remain babes in the Lord. You feeling me? Then God like you ain't ready because you still crawling when you should have been walking by now. Make sense? And so, so he said, forget not all his Benefits because God has benefits for his offspring. We're his heirs in the earth. Next verse. 
Then it says, who forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. Uh -huh. What a He redeems your life from destruction. Anybody in this building had destructive behavior at a time and just destructive and God redeemed us. In other words, he's made us one with him. Come on, somebody need to give God a praise that you didn't die behind your destructive behavior that God loves you so much that he preserves you, that he prefers you, that look at you today. You don't even look like what you've been through. Somebody need to give God a praise in this place. It wasn't even the devil. It was just me and you. We was blaming stuff on the devil. He was like, I was over there messing with somebody. He was up on. That was you. Anybody can own the fact that a lot of that stuff, it wasn't even the devil. That was, it was me. Thank you, man of God. Thank you. Like, it, was, it was me. I was just crazy. I was just the, the iniquities of my forefathers visited me and I crashed and burned. <laughs> but thank God we still stand. Thank God it didn't take you out. Because all of us had a level of reckless behavior. Somebody screamed, but God. So he, he, he said, I redeem your life from destruction. Uh, I crown you with love and kindness. Uh, because if it, was for, if it wasn't for his love and his mercy, you would have flatlined. You would have died and went to hell. But because of love, his love and kindness and his tender mercies, we still stand in. And then it says, this is where I was trying to get to, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Pastor Still, did you just say God want to satisfy my mouth with red lobster? I mean, he want to satisfy your mouth. Oh, I feel the spirit of Olive Garden. <laughs> He said, I'm going to satisfy, I'm going to satisfy, put that up, I'm going to satisfy your mouth with good things. And we got enough nerve, I don't know about all this prosperity, God wanted to bless me, when he said in the Old Testament, because I'll go new prosperity on you too, we're going to go, we'll get there too, because well, he knows, show me in the new, I, you know I'm a Bible scholar. I'll take you all over the place. But go back to Isaiah 119. So he wants to satisfy our mouth with good things. If you're willing, he's going to satisfy your mouth with good things. If you're obedient, he's going to satisfy your mouth with good things. Why? It says you shall eat. eat. Somebody say eat, eat. The good of the land. Remember the people in, in, that were in bondage Egypt, the children of the Israelites were in, in bondage in Egypt. Their meal back then was onions and garlic. Could you imagine? I know, honey, all over here, y'all like, <laughs> like, I, please. I put some onion and garlic on my steak. Can I get a witness up in here? I told, but my wife, no, but I love me some onions and garlic, but I will put that on almost everything. I said almost everything. But, but I ain't going to eat it by, who eats it by itself? That's a poverty mentality. Go put what I say in the book. Look what I say in my book on when you are ready, eager, prepared to live a continual life in his will, he will make sure that your needs and desires are met. He will adequately provide for you by, choo by, by, by choosing his will over yours. 
See, we got to be willing to choose his will over ours. Then it says, and when you make the decision to submit or yield to the ways of the Lord, he promises. In other words, he, he pledges, he, he vows, he swears that you will live a high quality life full of satisfaction that can only come from him. How many of you received that? Come on and give God a hand praise. Look at your neighbor and say, he will satisfy you. He, he will satisfy you. Mm-hmm. So the key, though, is that we got to remain obedient. If we remain obedient, God will blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Go to uh, 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 Job 36 and 11. Speaking of obedience, because remember, if, you, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. This scripture says, if you obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. Look what I say in my book. Look at this. Look at this. This is what I say in my book. Making the choice to obey and serve the Lord comes with, uh, a wonder, with wonderful conditions. God promises that you will have a, a life full of prosperity. You will create, a, 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 he, he will create a calendar Look at, this, look at this. He will create a calendar filled with appointments of abundance. He will create a calendar. Now, y'all know I was in my secret place because you know I don't even talk like that. You know I had to be hearing from God. You know I had to have my ear to the ground because I ain't even that articulate. <laughs> calendar, y'all. I was like, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I walked out of Paradise Bakery just shouting, thanking God. They was probably looking at me, what this man doing? Just shouting because of the insight that he was giving me, the wisdom that he was giving me. Because he said, listen, I'm about to create a calendar filled with appointments of abundance. You will start and end your day with success. How many of you believe you can start your day and end your day with success? Somebody screams success. You will end your day and start. I prophesy that over the 930, sir, that you will start your day. You will end your day. You will start your day. You will end your day. You will start your day. You will end your day with success. Somebody give God a shout in this. Start your day and end your day. If you bought the book, you better highlight that in there. And if you didn't buy the book, go get the book after church and highlight that in yellow. Shoot, live. Hang your hat right there. And those days will turn into years. Wow, wow, wow. That are gratifying and fulfilling all because you made a choice. Because obedience is a choice. You made a choice to obey and to serve the Lord. And when you begin to obey him and serve him, you just stimulated heaven. Heaven has to move on your behalf. Why? Because you've made God a priority. And he says, seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. We know God wants us to have things as long as we don't let things have us. Mm-hmm. So, so number two, remain obedient. 
when you cast your bread, do it with expectation. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to the third thing, and we're done. Number three, promises are going to manifest to those that release your seed with expectation, remain obedient, and number three, believe it's his will to bless you. You got to skip out of here believing it's, the, it's just the will of God that I'm supposed to be blessed. Put up John 10, 10. Very elementary scripture. The thief comes but except to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. He said, I've come that they might have life. Somebody say life. And that you might have it more abundantly. God does not just want you to be saved, but he wants you to have a life. Your salvation is already sealed. The only way you can lose your salvation is if you become an enemy of the cross. Because once you, he, he said, I became sin for you that you might be the righteousness of God. You can't lose that. You're a son. I got three sons. I can deny them if I want to. They steals for the rest of their life. Why? Because they came from me. And that we came from our heavenly father. He can't deny himself. Me and you are the very offspring, the very essence of God in the earth. So he has to bless us, especially when we do our part. And he's telling us, listen, the thief, yes, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come with a better plan. I come with a plan to prosper you. I come with a plan to actually give you a life. And when you look up the word life in the uh, Greek, the word zoe, it's the word zoe, Z-O-E. It means to have a God kind of like life. He wants me and you to have a God kind of like life in the earth where we comfortable. Where we're prospering, where we're blessed. Remember that, Job 36 and 11, he said, it says, if you serve, obey me, serve me, I'm going to prosper you. And you'll spend your years in what? Pleasures. Anybody believe that today? The word believe means I'm just convinced, even though it happened, has not happened yet, but because the book says it. The Bible says it. Remember the word Bible, the acronym Bible, all it means is basic instructions before leaving earth. It ain't nothing deep. I know some deep people, and I've had to tell some deep pastors, deep don't equal discipline. You trying to be all over people's heads talking about it's going to take them days to unravel what I said. No, no, no. I want my, my sheep to be able to re leave here saying my man of God said promises about to manifest in my life if I release some seed with expectation. And then he said, I just got to stay obedient to God. And he even said it ain't always easy. It takes work. It takes commitment. It takes submission. Because it just does not happen overnight. It takes time. But you can get there. You even being here today is an expression that you're obedient to him. But go, what do I say in John 10, 10, my book? This is what I said. Before Christ, your life was empty, void, and always a struggle. With Christ... You finally feel alive. Can I get a witness up in here? Uh, the purpose of Jesus coming to the earth was not just to save you. Come on, he's, he's a better, I didn't just have my children, just say I had children. And then I don't dress them. I just had children, but I don't feed them. I just had children, but I don't send them to school. I just had children, but I don't go buy them a car. I done bought all my kids a car. Why? Because they met certain expectations that they daddy had for them. And when we begin to meet our daddy's expectations,
because he's a perfect daddy. He's a perfect father. I'm a father that's flawed and love my kids. And we serve a God that's not flawed at all. He's a perfect father and he wants to release some things in your life. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise. High five your neighbor and say, he wants you to have a life. He wants you to have a life. He said, I come that you might have life. He ain't talking about breathing. <sighs> That's automatic. We already know he wants us to have a life. That's why he brought us here. He wants us to breathe. I'm messing with y'all. My kids be saying that at home, breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. But, <laughs> but check it out. Before Christ. My life was empty, it was a void, and always a struggle with, 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 with uh, it was a struggle with Christ. You finally feel alive now that you got Christ. The purpose of Jesus coming to the earth was not just to save you, it was to allow you to live an abundant life. Then it says, th this means a life that is overflowing, full of surplus, over and above the average, more than enough, profuse, extraordinary. A more than sufficient life. Thank the Lord for his ever-flowing supply. He has given you with his salvation. With his salvation comes benefits. With his salvation comes blessing. With his salvation comes favor. With his salvation comes anointings. With his salvation comes promises. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Uh, and the reason why I teach like this is because I'm sick of a poverty spirit that's in the church. And that's why I quoted a few weeks ago Proverbs 23 and 7. It says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you want to believe, oh, you got to see, if you want to see these things manifest in your life, it's time for us to raise the bar. It's time for us to think on another level. And see, when you begin to think on another level, you will begin to see on another level somebody scream another level if you believe you're going to another level somebody give God a praise somebody scream another level uh-huh I'm grateful for this level but Lord I thank you for my next dimension I thank you for my next level I thank you for my next blessing I thank you for my favor that's getting I think it's not gonna just be favor but it's gonna be unusual favor favor that's gonna be bizarre favor that will freak me out favor that's rare somebody give God a praise slap somebody say get ready for the unusual get ready for the unusual get ready for the unusual mm -hmm. but the key is you gotta believe you gotta be convinced put up Psalm 118 verse 24 Look at this. We all know this scripture. Look at this. We all know this scripture. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And to see the traditional church, they will stop right there and we shout. That was a Pentecostal moment. We gone. But the traditional church never quoted the next verse. Look what the next verse says. Say now. I pray, oh Lord, oh Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Somebody scream, send now. I believe God's got some things 
I got a hunch that God is up to something. That God is about to send prosperity into your life. That he's about to send favor into your life. Somebody give God a praise. Somebody scream, sin now. Prosperity. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise in this place. That God's about to send something down from heaven. For he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Somebody give God a praise. Slap two or three people say, sin now, sin now, sin now, sin now. I want you to get that in your spirit. Sin now, sin now. Sin now, sin now, sin now, prosperity, sin now. Next time you find yourself between a rock and a hard place financially and your money ain't touching and agreeing, I dare you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, sin now, prosperity. Somebody give God a praise one more time in this place. Sin now. Prosperity. If you make up in your mind, I'm going to be that person when I release my seed with expectation that God is going to send now prosperity. That when I obey God, he will send now prosperity. And when I walk out of here believing, I'm convinced that my heavenly father, who's a perfect daddy, who's a perfect father, that he wants me to be blessed. And when you walk out of here declaring that, he will, send, he will send now prosperity. Come on. Kingdom needed $1.3 million in 12 months. Every day I woke up in the morning, I said, Lord, send now. Because my flesh was tripping back then. Because the pastor still in me was saying, send now. Prosperity. I was pastor still, but then Reggie would be like, how the hell are we going to do this? <laughs> Somebody say that's flesh. Uh huh. Cause we all got them bouts with our flesh. Be that tug of war be going on. Can I get a witness up in here? And that weight was on me. I ain't never felt that in my life. Cause see, 12 years ago when I started Kingdom, all I needed was seventeen hundred dollars. Now seventeen hundred dollars. I need one point three million in a year. God did it in four months because I allowed my spirit. To override my flesh and not my flesh override my spirit there finally came a time where I began to get leverage on my flesh and would tell my flesh shut up God is able shut up Philippians 4 19 said he'll supply all my need according to his riches and glory shut up flesh he's a John 10 10 God he'll supply all my need I began to tell the devil, get up off of me with all that doubt and confusion. And I had to trust God. I had to have an expectation that God would do it. And I'm here to tell you, 930, sir, God is able. He has the capability to move in your life, even financially. Somebody give God a praise one more time. Somebody scream, he's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. So when doubt comes, you tell the devil, no, 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 my God is able. Put up Ephesians 3.20 and we done. Put up Ephesians 3.20. Look at this. Ephesians 3. Now to him who is able. Somebody say he's able. <laughs> to do. To do. To do what? Exceedingly. Abundantly. 
above all, somebody say all, that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. See, we won't see the A clause that come to pass until we put the B clause into motion. Because it said according to the power that worketh in us. See, I grew up in church. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above more you can think or ask. And then bam, they, they shut it down. And we like, it's going to happen. But nobody, they didn't give us final instructions. The final instruction says, according to the power. According to the power that works. And he's giving you the power. Second Timothy 1 and 9. I'm sorry, 1 and 7. He said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. But of power, love, and a sound mind. Work that power. Deuteronomy 8 and 18, he gives us power to gain wealth. He's given us the power. Work what he's put in you. It'll be a travesty for us to allow the late uh, pastor, Miles Monroe, he said, I get sad when I pass by uh, grave sites. He said, because I think of all the gifts and talents that were never put into motion. Now, he left us maybe a year and a half ago, but that brother, listen, you're talking about somebody who put in some time with the Lord. And unfortunately, he died of a horrible death in a plane accident. But at the same time, we know our bodies are fragile. That's why you better seize the moment. Because we got three enemies. You, Satan, and time. Oh, Pastor, I got plenty of time. How do you know? How do you know that? Come on, January of this year, we just, we just buried one of the biggest bishops for over 25 years at Atlanta, Georgia. Like that. Me and my wife had a conversation with him in February of 2016 here in Phoenix. Can I get a witness? 11 months later, he was gone. Why? Put up James 4, 14, and I'm done. Let me scare somebody real quick. <laughs> Time is of the essence. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is, what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then it vanishes away. People of God, let's seize the moment. We don't have a whole, 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 whole lot of time. Let's seize the moment. Release that seed with expectation. Obey God. Walk out of here believing that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above more than you can even imagine or even think. Because the blessing is that 2 Corinthians 5 and 8 says to be absent from the bodies and be present with the Lord so you can really never die. Because the real you just going to go back to where you came from. And this flesh is going to go back to what? The dirt. Because it is dirt. This is just houses the real you. Amen. Bow your heads. Father, seal this word in our hearts today. Lord, we thank you for every, I thank you for every promise that will manifest in our life. And Lord, we thank you for Maybe the promises that might not, we might not even see in this earth, Lord, transform to our children. Transform to our children's children. For you said a good man leave an inheritance to his children's children. So, Lord, I pray that over this house, even right now, seal this word in our hearts, our mind, our spirit. Maybe you're in this service. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead.